Mic check. One, two. One, two. One, two. Three mums and a whole heap of drama. Mama drama. It's Rex with the realness. It's your girl, Shells. It's Nick with a K. Hey. 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 Hi everyone, thanks for tuning back in for another episode. If you listened to our last episode, we discussed what turned out to be a sensitive, what turned out to be a controversial topic. We discussed mixed race baby fetish. Um, it's controversial, it's also quite sensitive because in essence we're discussing people's being, right? So it, it um, touched some nerves and opinions off the back of it touched some nerves as well. And we are three women who have parents that identify as black so we're talking on a topic that we can't say oh we're mixed race this is how we feel so it's important to bring somebody on of mixed heritage for them to give us their view and to share their lived experience as being a person of mixed heritage and i'll just say so we've got a guest here um i'll let her introduce herself but i'll just say of course she's not speaking for all mixed race people because the mixed race experience varies from person to person depending on what sort of environment they're brought up in their families how diverse their surroundings are so she's not the spokesperson for all mixed race people mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just here to give us some insight as to what it's like living as a person of mixed heritage and i guess she's got some friends from that background as well so she could share some insight um there so without further ado uh, can you introduce yourself and let us know where your parents are from and what you identify as uh, my name is Josephine I'm, I'm mixed race black Ghanaian on mom's side and um, white British Irish on dad's side yeah. hi Josephine hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you identify as a mixed race person yeah Okay, we'll get into that a bit more down the line. So as a mixed race person, what are your thoughts on the topic we discussed last week, mixed race baby fetish? Is it, is it a thing? And if it's a thing, is it a problem? It's definitely a thing. Um, and the main problem with it is rarely just a preference or... First of all, you shouldn't even have a preference in the complexion of your child in the first place. But I think the main issue with it is that it sexualizes mixed race children. So that's like the root of it. I rarely see like some, like they, they call them cute or they're nice looking. It's more about features, never character or vibe or anything like that. It's literally just about their looks. So it's left ground anyway, talking about any race of child in that kind of manner. But with mixed race children, it's always in that manner. Like you rarely yeah. hear it the other way. So yeah, that's the main issue. That was actually quite stomach turning to hear. Because we touched on it, we have said it's like, why does your, why do, why does what you want in your child affect your dating preferences? As though you're picking a partner, why do you want that in your child? So yeah, it is left ground, as you say, maybe a bit paedophilic. I don't know. I it's don't often like the type of person they're attracted to as well. Like, yeah, they like that. It's a nice balance for them of the features they like on a little tan skin. Uh, you know, it's just off. Yeah, we're thinking about children in that way. It yeah. is strange. So go into how you were raised. What was the community that you were raised in like? Was it diverse? Was it predominantly black? Was it predominantly white? Um, in my household, it's, it was mixed completely. So I have a lot of older siblings. So I, have five, I have five older sisters on my dad's side who are full white. And then yeah. one older brother on my mom's side, full black. But because I was the, young, like, the only one from their relationship, um 
I was just brought up with my mum and my dad and then me. So it's almost like a, like, only child kind of vibe. So it was completely, like, split in half. So when we have family gatherings and stuff, literally half are completely white and half are completely black. We don't have many mixed race um, family members at all. So how did that make you feel? Did it make you feel different to your other siblings? I guess so, but I think the age gap already kind of made the difference there already. In yeah. terms of uh, race and culture playing a part, I don't think it did, and that's where culture can kind of be, I don't know, put to the side when you have certain characteristics in the people you're around. So even if you're very different to them physically, um, or even mentally in some cases, uh, if they've got a mentality where those things kind of don't, put you off or make you standoffish or make you feel uncomfortable in them situations you don't acknowledge it as much I think it was more so outside of my family community where you can actually feel like a difference or observe a difference in whether you're black or you're white or you're mixed race in the middle when you say outside so is that like your school when you went to school was your school predominantly one or the other it was predominantly black um, oh, wow like maybe one or two white people and then a lot, um, some Asians as well. Did you feel like you fit in with the black people or they comment on your hair or your skin being different? Mm, I was a drifter. So I feel like I never had like whole like community sense with either the black group or the white group or Asian group. Um, and even with the mixed race, like groups, we had like a group of lighties, which were the popular ones in our school. <laughs> so even on a mixed race side of community, like I weren't even fitting into that community too tough because wow. when you think of the typical lightie and the kind of mixed race children you see on these pages, they're not typically mixed race with Afro hair or like brown eyes. They're normally like hazel eyes, loose curls and stuff like that. So I didn't even fit into that side of mixed race. So I just I'm cutting in the middle of them all. So yeah. And with your family, so you're the only mixed race child of the two families coming together. With your like your immediate family, and then you've got your extended family. So your dad's wider relatives, your mum's wider relatives. How are they with the mix? Were any of them are they were any of them like racist or prejudiced? Um, I think on the Ghanaian side. When I go to Ghana, I'm definitely considered fully white. <clears throat> really? Like, <laughs> even my mum, like, she's not even compromised. Like, like, there's no compromise on whether she's black or mixed race. Like, she's definitely black. But it's like, they've got this connotation. As soon as you end up in UK or in Europe, you're already um, British, English, whatever it is. They do not accept you full-heartedly as, like, a born and bred Ghanaian, even though she was born there. So well. for me and um, when my like, dad, especially with my dad, we're just called white. We're called Obrini in Ghana. So you're Obrini, a white man. As soon as there's any lightness in your skin, um, that's how it is. And then on the white side, I think, I think maybe where my culture plays um, a part in terms of my ideas on black politics and stuff like that, sometimes it does make them uncomfortable because I don't really, um, like I'm not scared to say it in that environment. And I don't think they've been around those sort of conversations before. So it would make them uncomfortable in general. But aside from that, like if I didn't challenge them, then my being wouldn't be an issue to them in that way. Mm -hmm. but I think certain things I say, sometimes they'll be like, oh, 
I don't know where, where to go. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't spoke about this before. Can you think of any examples where something's happened and you've said something and they've been surprised? Like, for example, at work with the recent George Floyd stuff, people were writing like blog posts online about racism, and a white person was just like, Well, all lives matter, you know, it can make people feel uncomfortable talking about race. So, have you had to deal with any of that with relatives? Um, I, don't, I can't even put a finger on sometime recently. I think they've definitely grown on it, and we have. Um, my sisters have children which are quite politically aware so they're not they've kind of grown themselves even with their white relatives um but I think outside of that I was uh, I was going somewhere and this lady was kind of ranting about um are oh, these people are so inconsiderate protesting and then I just stood there and I was just like okay so people going to the beach in terms of coronavirus like she's just saying you you guys are not you guys, but these people are putting everyone at risk, da, 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 like it's not even worthwhile. So I got into a little debate and I think she was a bit thrown off because I think sometimes they assume like you'll kind of be passive in the situation or just be calm with it or let it slide. Mm. You know, you're comfortable saying something because you assume the person won't have an issue with it. That's how she felt. She thought I'd just be like, yeah, it's true. Like we shouldn't be protesting. But I was like, darling, I went out to protest as well. Yeah. And it's definitely worthwhile. And she was a bit thrown off by that. So, yeah. Did she have any response or was she just stunned into silence? She moved on swiftly, like, with the conversation for the day. And that was it. Is yeah. that someone that knows you and knows that you're mixed race? Um, no, it was someone I'd met that day. Yeah. Wow. So some people have the assumption or belief that um, mixed race people tend to have identity struggles or identity challenges. Like, we often heard people say that perhaps mixed race people don't, they feel too white and black spaces and too black and white spaces. How do you feel about that? Is it something you've struggled with or that you've seen evident amongst mixed race people? Yeah, you can definitely see it. Um, but I think I wouldn't feel comfortable taking it on as like a pity party to be like, oh, I don't fit in the black community completely or oh, I don't fit in the white community completely. Um, we don't live fully shared experiences and that's why I always try and say like I benefit from an idea of white privilege to some extent and I definitely have like prejudice against me because of certain black aspects so I have a bit of both which means that I'm never fully gonna be fitting or it's why I personally never try to call myself black some people do call me black because of my political ideas um but I try not to because I don't have the full live black experience. So I don't necessarily want to claim it. I find a lot of mixed race people, we like to pick and choose when we want to claim fully the black side, when it's just about culture. And then when it comes to racial injustice, we're quickly blacked back to being mixed race or back to being, like, oh, we've got all comfort, a level of comfort in it. So I prefer just to be mixed race and then be an ally and acknowledge that you know, I've got some shared experiences, but a lot of non-shared experiences with them. And I, I could never imagine, but I will fight for them. And with that element of privilege, there is actually a benefit. And you find that in a lot of like movements, a lot of light-skinned people did have a higher um, like voice in political movements in society because we're kind of more palatable to the system. So I think that's an opportunity where your privilege or your lighter skin being more comfortable for the white community that's a chance for you to be able to speak up a bit louder 
but that when they're not listening to black people of a darker complexion it's interesting because you do have some people who say if you've got one drop you're just black so people say, oh, we're mixed race like well, why are you trying to discredit your black side they, they the world sees you as black anyway so why are you trying to dis- disassociate yourself from us if you've got one drop you're black so it's interesting that you put it that way uh, i've definitely been there i think it's like the black israelites uh, is that what they're called and they're like it's just black people that are going to heaven and someone approached me in the train station and they thought I was black because of how I had my hair and stuff like that. So they're like, oh, let me tell you about this religion. Da, 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 da. And they brought up like race being a factor in it. And I said, oh, like, I'm mixed race. And they're like, oh, it's okay. As long as your dad's black, like you're still able to be able to make it to heaven. And I said, oh, darling, my dad's white. And he was just, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then he just said, I'm sorry. And then moved on. And I was just like, Oh, oh, you, you know, make it now. The gate is gonna shut. <laughs> it escalated. I was making my way to heaven for a hot second, and I just got swerved. So it's kind of <laughs> peak, but yeah. No, I, I, I think someone said it. Some there was a tweet. She actually wrote a call with about like picking sides and something. Something about mm. being called out. Can you remember it? Um. Yeah. So I feel that person had. They're obviously mixed race. I didn't know. I can't remember which side was which. But they were siding obviously with the BML movement. Um. But they they didn't actually um say that they were fully supporting anything. They just said that they acknowledged, but they felt like really pressured, and their cousin had actually stopped talking to them because they didn't actually choose a side. And I think it kind of links in what Rack was literally just saying about um, where black um, people say, if obviously you're mixed race or whatever, you've got out of black and you are essentially black. And if you want to look at the system as well, um, if you have got darker skin, you're boxed in some form of category. They, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't. I don't see things from a white person's perspective. But I highly doubt when a black or a coloured person is walking down the street, and I'm using coloured in inverted commas. Mm-hmm. I don't think they say, "Oh yeah, that mixed race." But they'll just label it as he's got dark features, dark. His hair is kinky, whatever. So that could fit um, a majority of mixed race people's description. Um, so I find it quite interesting. I don't know. And then you've got the argument that um, the black um, community or race, they're very accepting of um, mixed ethnicities and stuff like that. So there's that side of the argument as well. Um, quite interesting. I don't, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know what to say because personally, people would label me as lighter skinned. I'm a bit tanned right now because I like in, being in the sun or whatever. You're looking for mixed race. Yeah, I have been. I have done. Yeah. If I have my hair curly or whatever, I have in the past. And I'm just like, no, I'm black. Both my parents are black. There are mixes down the line, but black people come in various shades. Like, we're not just just black, as in darker shaded skin or whatever. So um, I think it's just a stereotype that needs to be, um, especially... It's crazy because in other cultures, if they if they see you, they'll think, oh yeah, she's light skin, she's mixed, or she's this, or she's something, or whatever. Um, but they don't know that black people do come in different shades, and I just feel like there needs to be more spoken about it, more addressed. I don't know what to say, but people need to understand that black doesn't just mean okay, you're you're dark of a darker skin, and then what about the rest of the people who are of lighter skin there's there's different variations but we are still all 
black people. Can't imagine being, imagine your family member calling you out like, well, you've got half of us, you need to post. Why haven't you posted? <laughs> you need to march. Why haven't you marched? Mm. I feel like it's, you know, when people feel like because something's happening to them, mm. they have like everyone else around them potentially has to have an opinion or has to maybe share the, the same view. And I do feel it comes down to pressures and stuff like that. Um, I personally wouldn't force my mixed race cousin to jump on the BML movement because of whatever reason, if you want to do it, you want to do it. But some people are very passionate about how they feel and they like force people and everyone should be in certain boxes and stuff like that. And I think it's difficult, especially if you're like, um, Joe, I'm going to call you Joe, Josephine, because that's what I call you. Um, but if you're like Joe and you say, I identify as a mixed race person, then you share 50%, like you could be white or whatever, other culture or race rather, sorry. And then 50% if you are black. So do you have to choose a side? Do you have to? Well, when it comes to choosing a side, then we're suggesting that whiteness equates to racism. No, I, d- I don't mean that, but that's what, that's what it essentially boiled down to with the movie. Yeah, that's that's what, that was the crux of it. Yeah. A lot of people are painting white people with the same brush, i.e. being racist or having mm-hmm. racial prejudices or not really being fully accepting of black people, not even understanding the struggle. You'll have some people who are who white people who associate with black um, people, mixed race people, whatever. They've taken on certain things of the culture and but they still don't understand and they never will fully understand what it really means to be black. So I feel like a lot of people, there was a side, now let's just be real with it, there was side. But isn't like black versus white, why shouldn't it be like racist versus the anti-racist type of thing? Yeah, in a perfect world, it should be that, but this world is not perfect. So people are literally going to see it as is black or white, like yay or nay. But that, that's so alienating. I feel alienated. Like, if I have to think, oh, my gosh, if I say I, I want black lives to matter, does that mean I don't love my white side? When really, that's yeah. not what I'm saying. I'm saying, yo, and, stop yeah, being racist. I mean. It's just like, I, I feel it. The empathy's there. Empathy for what? In terms of, like, feeling like you were maybe forced to choose if you had to. I know, I'm not saying you personally, but I know that there would have been some people who felt in that position where they had to choose because of their pressures from family, friends, whoever it may be, partners even. So Joe, you see this, like, but well, I know you're vocal, if you've listened, you're vocal in like, black rights, like Black Lives Matter, equality and those things. Have you always had that voice or is it something that you've like, unearthed within yourself as you've grown and you've matured? Uh, I think it's developed as I've gotten older and who I surround myself with, but the basis of it has been, um, and I think you'll get onto it in terms of the role of the parents, but the kind of man my, my father was meant that my mum never had to compromise her blackness or her Ghanaian heritage in the household. And mm-hmm. a lot of this, any cultural clashes or um, differences were openly discussed in front of me. And my dad was a very rational, like, kind of, he didn't take note, like a simple yes or no, like he wanted to know deeply. So that plays a part in my mentality. So that's when people say, oh, like, which culture, sometimes they say, do you side with a bit more? I think there's diversity in culture and what I've been brought up with. But even more than that, there was a mentality because you can have two different races of parents and come out with 
a really narrow-minded mentality because one leans towards one culture or the mm. other doesn't care if the other culture is compromised. And that's what happens with a lot of mixed-race um, families or mixed-race children. They're taught to just rely on their looks. You'll get far with your looks. Like, it'll be okay. Let's not build them up in any other manner because it don't matter. The life, and it's true to an, like, unfortunately, it is a lot easier like especially like ambiguous looking girls like they are in like if someone hires you or they use you for a campaign it's like oh we've got an ethnically diverse person but not someone that makes us feel too uncomfortable or like someone that would make us feel nervous or unsure about how they're acting we're like a comfortable place for a lot of people i think a lot of parents know that so i think the mentality of my parents really like built me up in that kind of sense where I don't just accept or I don't feel the need, like they never made me feel the need to choose um, either or side because they complemented each other. And I watched how my dad acting because even though a lot of white people will look at me as black, a lot of black people, like I said, when I go home, see me as white. So I watched my dad and how he acted. He didn't act like he's too big for something when he went to Ghana. Like when we used to go, and still go we have a home there we don't go hotels often and stuff like that so you're really getting down to the nitty-gritty electricity is not always running mm -hmm. if i'd watch my dad go there and be like no darling we need to go to a hotel like we can't live in these standards or i'm not getting down and dirty i'm not cooking food over a campfire or whatever we need to get a stove and buy this this and that then i'll pick up that mentality where my Ghanaian heritage my Ghanaian culture is not good enough like we need to westernize it to make it a bit better but he just embraced it when he went there. And so that carried out um, into my way of thinking of things. Major parenting keys there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the way it should be. Because part of the issue, I think, with like, the fetishizement of mixed race children and having that preference, then people embark on it with no care for the associated issues. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's a common problem? Or do you feel like a lot of mixed race experiences that you've come across are similar to yours in that? The parents are balanced, both cultures have fair, fair footing. No, I think, unfortunately, a lot of my mixed race um, friends, they are from single parent households. Which parents, one of the what, race that's raising them? The race that's like... raising them is white often. I okay. do have one with a black parent raising her, but yeah. um, it, it leaves it like, that's where, it, but a lot of them who were brought up in a single parent household, because of the mentality of their mother, that side still wasn't neglected. Like, even if the dad did them wrong, or they would still acknowledge that the child is gonna be mixed race. The child is gonna be deemed as black in certain situations. Let me educate them. Let me like be unaware. Like a lot of mixed race people, they grow up and it's not until something really definitive happens that they clock they're actually mixed race or they have another side to them. Like they're skating through life thinking with their white counterparts, oh, I'm white or like, I'm just passing life is easy until a situation comes and, and someone else notices their blackness or someone else notices their darker skin or different complexion or different like hair texture. And they're like, oh wait, I'm not the same as them. And that, that's what causes identity crisis because it's not dealt with at the start. That could be, imagine going through your whole life thinking of one thing and then someone's like, no, you're this, that's, that's shattering. That's like a real mm. identity crisis. So, all right, so from a parenting perspective, if people are like listening and they're planning on having mixed race children or have them, the gems that I've got from you so far, well, maybe you can say them. You put, you put some down already. I don't want to 
missing me so that your dad was good in terms of he gave your mum's culture like equal respect and equal footing mm. and then in situations where there are single parent families where people are balanced it seems that the parent that was present still made room for the other culture even though the parent was absent yeah what else do you think parents can do to support mixed race children uh don't get comfortable in the fact your child is going to be mixed race because I think that's what a lot of them skate by, like I said. And I think I listened from your last episode, Nick was saying about, like, she wants, the aim is that her child is able to read. Like, this is the key part of it, and not that you're pretty and going to get along easy in life. Like, anyone can settle for that. And that's why a lot of, like, um, households with different parents of different ethnicities, that's why they get comfortable. They're like, yeah, we know these pages, we've got pages on you, like, we can set up a page, you're going to be sorted for life, modelling is checked, like, oh, you're not too black, so you're going to escape by in life, like, maybe a few hiccups, but you'll be okay. They just get a bit comfortable, like, still work and be intentional with the fact you've got a mixed-race child, and the fact they're going to have some privileges, yeah, but they're definitely going to have some prejudice against them, so you need to be aware and be willing to take time in it. And what about mixed-race people that don't, they weren't raised from the start with an appreciation for both cultures? So some that are like have to find their way when they get to becoming a teenager, when they get on the internet. Have you got any advice for, say, someone's listening to like an identity crisis or they're wanting to learn more about the other side? Mm, I'd say, again, it's effort. I think it's effort. Like, just try. Like, everything's there. Everything's readily available to you. Um, and don't wait for something not tragic to happen but don't wait for someone else to tell you the fact that you are different or mixed race before you recognize it yourself like seek it yourself and um, also don't have resentment from a side where you feel like you may have been neglected from like if you haven't been brought up with that influence in your life naturally because often when you're brought up in that household if the parents black then you're in a black community if the parents white then you're in a white community and there will be like a sense of resentment to the other side. Like you didn't have any influence in my life in the first place. Why should I carry like a care for it in the future when it hasn't really played a part for them? But you just gotta like forgive and push past it because it's still part of your identity whether you choose it or not. Yeah. Girl, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> what if though, what if someone um, just said, you know what, they just, because we can do it these days, they just wanted to identify with solely one side and that's how they chose to, to do so. Like, so if it was their black side of the family and they were raised in the black household and their cousins were all black, their aunts, uncles were all black, etc., and that's all they were exposed to. What if they essentially just said, you know what, I just, I just actually see myself as a black person and mm-hmm. people have to accept that about me. Is there anything wrong with that? I'll say it's not preferable, but I don't see anything necessarily wrong with that because that's where culture and heritage kind of come to play, especially Mm. with the black, like a minority side being where you've grown up in. Like it's okay if that's the culture you've been around. It's okay if that's been your biggest influence. I think maybe where my issue lies as a personal opinion is if it's the whites, like the privileged side that raises you and then you mm. sit in that comfort where you have an opportunity to like have a say or change or acknowledge yourself. I think mm. 
even though it shouldn't be that way, when you're sitting in priv privilege, that's where the comfort comes from. But I don't think there's anything comfortable for a mixed race person to be brought up in a household where it's fully black and their community's black and they kind of experience everything and their struggles together for you to say that, like, this is my lived experience, this is my lived life. And that's why I say, like, my upbringing, like, I can agree or relate to some things, maybe with my textured hair or brown eyes, but a lot of it I can't. So I can't sit comfortably in the black community and claim myself as black. It may be different if I had a different upbringing and I can like empathize with that, but not necessarily with the white side or a privileged side you'd be uncomfortable just adhering to. With that example, Shell, it's like there's a double standard, I think. So if it's a mixed race person siding with the black side, it's like, it's fine. But if a mixed race person is to side completely with the, the white side and not have any, like, think, oh, those black issues, they don't affect me. I don't know what black bread it is. It's not my struggle. They would be struck loud. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? The thing that you said is key is that you have the privilege. If you identify with your white side, you have that privilege, but one day that privilege may not be there. And that's mm -hmm. when you're going to want to start screaming about your black side and blah, 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 blah. So it is important to embrace it before, like Joe said before, something happens because then it's such a shock to the system. Mm -hmm. um, and it's what I said last week. It's like when one bad thing happens, your whole world falls apart because you've never seen or understood anything like that before because you've always lived in your privilege so yeah the double standard is there it might not necessarily be right but you kind of need it because being a minority there are a lot more struggles and you need to understand those struggles because one day you may have one of those struggles but what if you just want to be like you know some people are happy and comfortable living in their little bubble wrapped world like, what if they're absolutely happy with that arrangement and that suits them? I think people um, and adults should be able to do that. I feel like if they don't want to acknowledge a certain side, and it may be for whatever reasons, they don't identify, they don't feel like they have any similarities, they don't understand or comprehend the culture, and they're not really interested in it either because of how they've been raised and what they've been exposed to, um, who are we? as um, another side of the minority, um, majority to say, yeah, you should have to, or you, you should you take time to. You can't ever say you should, because mm. you will never know someone else's struggle, and their struggle doesn't take away from your struggle, and your struggle doesn't take away from their struggle. If that's how you want to identify, cool. But there, I mm. guarantee you, you will not live your whole life being able to just identify with that side there will be a time mm. when that side lets you down. So mm. you need to have an understanding of the other side. But no mm. one can say to you, this is what you should do. I, d I don't feel like that's right, calling people out. I don't, I don't feel like you can do that because I'm very much a person that it needs to be, the re you're doing it for the right reasons, not doing it for show or whatever. You need to do it because you want to do it, not because you have to do it. You can't tell mm. someone this is how you should identify, but mm. I guarantee you one day they will not feel the side that they've forced themselves to identify with. Mm. And then I just think off the back of that then, um, I guess when we're uncomfortable in life, that's when we have our learning experiences. So 
maybe that will just be the shifting pattern for that person to have their their lived and learned experiences so they can either learn about something new or to embrace something new or to 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 actually question themselves there's definitely learning when you know when the shit hits the fan that's when you're forced to learn but i'm i'm team you should you know i'm sorry if you're part of something and that part is oppressed you better open your mouth and speak <laughs> we're not by for not, i'm not forcing you to speak but i feel like you should give a damn i can't force you to give a damn i cannot force you i can't make you give a damn but just because it's your lineage like your ancestry coming from there your child's carrying part of this until you continuing your lineage to date away from that race they're carrying it in them even down the line they'll still be a 16th black or whatever I just feel that on a human level you should care about the oppression of black people I'm not gonna say you should speak out on it if you're not comfortable to but my personal opinion is you should care obviously not everyone will care they don't feel like they have to but it's, 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 it's in you it's your DNA but yeah I just said not everyone not everyone gives a damn not everyone gives a damn all right any other questions for josephine on the mixed race experience um have you, josephine um i know obviously you've kind of said that you um your parents brought you up in a certain way and whatever um and that's like really good that you was able to have both sides kind of influence who you are today um what and this literally when you were saying something i can't remember what you said but something popped into my head um about our title that we've we've called it like fetishizing blah blah blah, i can't say it again um but like do you feel that some people adults obviously just say they want to have a certain type of child they don't care necessarily how they're going to have that child um and they just go out of their way to have that child that they want with the certain features certain hair or texture or whatever do you think that is a prevalent issue or am I just sitting here waffling (laughs) you definitely waffling you definitely waffling it is big time and I think I just I just don't want black people to be enablers of it like don't allow yourself to be used just for the benefit of having an like a light-skinned child a desirable Mm. child like I swear, if someone went out with that like intention, a white woman went with a black man to try and get a light skinned baby and came out with me, there'll be slight disappointment at the fact that a man's got afro hair and dark brown eyes. So it's not yeah. worth the risk. Because after that, what are you gonna do? You can't do anything about it. Like you've got the child and you've got mm. slight disappointment toward, towards your own like flesh and blood. And that's not a myth, it's real. It's real. Yeah, yeah, it happens. People expect to have the prototype, but end up having the Afro hair or a dark complex and not looking mixed race. You don't always get what you want. But your point when you said black people, like, well, more, more for yourself in that respect, or white people too, could be in sort for that. I actually think some people are, they don't mind. They don't mind. They <laughs> want the mixed race babies. Like, they, it's, a, it's a matching of preferences. <laughs> they don't mm-hmm. mind on either side being used for that purpose. Yeah, which, like, that's my issue with it. Mm-hmm. Like, it literally if every black person was just like not if you're only in it for the child but how do you know how are you gonna know that someone's putting on you for your for your gene and your ability to give them a mixed race baby how do i know a white man's putting on me because he wants an instagram baby often a fetish towards even a black man and the role he plays and i think you can like definitely gauge that like i think you can kind of like catch on to (laughs) 
like where their preference is or where their like comfort is like mm. to have this and I'm just talking I'm not really sure vice versa it might be controversial but in my opinion there is a different like mentality set up often when the woman is black and she's marrying a white man in comparison to when a white woman marries a black man often obviously there's anomalies but often I see there's less of a compromise in a black woman for her like if she's already on that standpoint less of a compromise for her and how she thinks about and feels about things and the Ooh. husband will try and accommodate mm. that so that yeah yeah I find often um clapping my hands with a black with a black <laughs> man priori priorities may be different or like willing um or not as intentional with it so the idea of someone wanting them whether it's a white woman with priorities elsewhere is often allowed so that kind of mentality is able to just manifest as you said casually like where pe both parties accept that this is okay and it's an okay vibe to have I know you, I know it's controversial. Oh, that was... <laughs> uh, Josephine just come in here, right? And just shake the whole thing. And you've focused the conversation more now on interracial dating. And you said something very out there, right? Which yeah. Chelsea to agree with. So to recap, you're basically saying... Oh. Oh. This is my summary. Are you saying black men are potentially more fickle, more likely to be used in interracial relationships? But when black women go into interracial relationships, they're more likely to stand their ground and hold on to their culture. Yes, <sighs> I agree. Yeah, I do too. A thousand percent. You I see it all over the ground. hundred percent. Guys, guys, guys. <laughs> I agree, I do, I do, I agree. Wait, is this across the board? Are we saying proportions? Are we saying all black no, men, no, all you connect no, black men, what are we saying? You connect not with all, all but even just looking, and this is hella controversial, and I'm probably going to get some backlash, and I don't really give a shit, but even looking <laughs> at my own family, like, I have one uncle who only has children <laughs> white women. And, I have one, but that as well. But when I look at my cousins versus the rest of my cousins, it's very different. So I understand what you're saying. I do, I do. But, you but no, she's more saying the black woman goes into relationships, she's more likely to stand her ground. And I'm saying... I'm I agree with what she's saying. And that's what I'm saying. Mm. I'm saying I've seen a black man and his children and their identity is not black. Is that though because the could that be because not not to criticize that like black men being black men and black women being stronger could that just be because the mother has more of an influence on the children? I don't think so. I think so. Let's be explicit. It's it's the black man that chooses to be in interracial relationships, not black men on a whole. The black men that choose to be in interracial relationships, I don't think their priorities can be elsewhere with it, or they'd be more lenient to appease the white partner, whereas a black woman that gets into an interracial inter interracial relationship will most likely stand their ground and the white man has to work to be with that woman to upkeep her standards in most cases. I don't see any fault in what you've said. 
you see it all over Instagram, like well, especially with like the couple. There's couples like oh, I can't remember their names, but you know, oh, I can't remember the names. Hurting my head. Um, the one from Love Is Blind. Not you, no, not them. There's another couple. The, um, I'm gonna say the black lady, um, and um, her complexion's lovely. Like she's literally a model, and she's got her. Uh, you guys definitely have seen them anyway. Um, but you can tell he's literally embraced the culture. He'll dress Patricia up in Bright. the attire. Pardon? Patricia Bright. Not Patricia Bright, but she's even one of them as well. Yeah. Um, you you can just see with like all the main influencers, the ones where the, the woman is uh, black, she's cultured, etc. And the guy's white. He is marrying into her culture. He's accepting the culture. You can see it like it's there everywhere. Whereas when you see typically black guys, maybe of, I'm going to use Caribbean um, because I feel that Caribbean men generally go for white women. But African men do do it too, but you get more within the Caribbean <laughs> culture. I don't care. I'm saying it as it is. percent. Can we stop at each point? Because there's so many that I've misinterjected on now that I, I've even lost my train of thought. To back up Shelzy's point, yeah, let's use, let's use social media. As but can we do one point at a time? Because we've gone through literally four or five. Can we take one at a time? Shelzy, what, what point are we taking right now? So let's go with the first point that the white male is more accepting of the black woman within the culture a thousand percent i agree with that you will see him dressing in attire attending the weddings doing maybe learning how to cook certain meals um the children they you can see that they're in touch with their cultural heritage it's not been um maybe whitewashed if that's what term you want to use you can see those things definitely happens so rather than like criticizing the black man is it just more fair to say the woman carries the culture in relationships no, no. it's not it's not, the black man. It's not. Right. but, but in you. both situations the woman is a carrier of the culture so is it fair to say the woman is carrying the culture and the man in both instances is conforming to either side because the examples where the black man i'll give you an example of, of the reason why so steve the madman has kids with that white woman and he's always cussing about how white his kids are. But if you're always cussing about how white your children are and the food that she makes and red, 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 But that's really offensive. Is that not going to give his mixed race children what we're talking about? Issues. Like, you're cussing half of the heritage. But this is my point. If that's, if that's your issue, instead of going on about these things, educate her onto your culture. He's just going on mm. about, oh, she makes mm. noodles and chicken nuggets. But instead, teach her how to make the food that you want to eat instead of cussing the white side that's really disturbing because even say he could be doing that for clickbait right but even if you're doing that for clickbait your kids you're dissing dis you. your woman and your family for click like that's an absolute mockery that's a mockery all right so maybe we've got difference on so and those are both social media stars you've got patricia bright and you see her man embracing the culture then you've got steve the madman and you see him cussing his woman's culture and those are both big social media stars so I'm back with Joe. I'm back. But well, on the flip, I see, I hear when I'm in the butchers or whatever, I'll hear the white local lady from around the area talking about seasoning her curry go or how she's gonna have ackee and salt this for dinner. So I know she was you're about to say like especially the Caribbean side, they drop their culture and go the white woman. Some white women are cooking rice and peas and they're assimilating to the culture, like they wanna be in it, they love the music. You see it. There was even that lady that white they like black penis okay let's just get to long or short of it 
<laughs> that is just it. But what's wrong with what's wrong with them adopting the no, culture and liking the music? I'm the, not saying that, what that we want? they don't. Not, I'm not saying that, and it's different. It's different. What you're talking about are people that are growing up on ends. Like you're in South London, you're gonna see people who are migrating. It's like with the rap thing as well. East London, you get it. Like when white guys are rapping or whatever, and they're coming and they're spitting bars, and it's all like, okay, you sound like a black guy, but you chill with black people. You're around them every day, day in, day out. So that is part of what you've been around. That's what you've been exposed to. So I wouldn't expect anything different. What I'm saying is, though, what you typically get with some black men, and I'm not going to say the majority of it, it is that they become more, I don't know what it is. They, they, it's like, and you see the self-hate comments, etc. It's just like they're more lax with their culture, um, maybe generally that they've isolated themselves when they're with their partner and potentially that child never really gets to see their black side or they're not really around their black side so how are they ever going to know anything about their black side I'm not saying maybe one day in the week they don't cook rice and peas together but what I'm talking about is on a general consensus what happens on a day-to-day basis and you see it it's there I agree Josephine you hit the nail on the head Raquel, I beg you don't get, like, it's not an attack on black men because trust me, it, like, the black men with a certain mentality and they may end up with a white woman where the white woman just, like, accommodates and has the standards. Often, that man with that mentality would go for black women as well. I'm talking, it's often the black men that choose only to go for lighter complexions, European girls, that have this mentality no, my problem with the statement is more that it because how we're saying it, it's like it doesn't happen on the, on the other side because you sure as hell have women who only want mixed race children, who only want fair children, who only date white men. They exist too. So when we're singling out like black men for like dropping their culture, running off to have a white woman to feel better, to be accepted in society, white women are absolutely doing it out here too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The same thing. They'll neglect their culture. They don't. No, we're not going to that party. They, they. It happens on both mm-hmm. sides. When we are calling out and saying, "Well, black men do it," I'm just like, "Well, white women do it, do it too." Mm-hmm. But yeah, I suppose you do see a difference in people of mixed race when the, when the mother is the carrier of the culture. I'll say. I think with that, it's obviously the male is the one who's obviously going to be the one carrying on. That's why men, people want male children, whatever, they're carrying on the, the legacy of that family or whatever, whatever it is, the, the connotation that people have. So if you're essentially a black male and you are somewhat conflicted within yourself, potentially, or I don't know what it is, but that's just your preference. Um, essentially, your culture... It, where, where is it going? Do you get what I mean? I don't know how I'm trying to, I'm trying to word it so it doesn't come across as, as offensive. But if you are the person who is passing along down your mum's recipe, for instance, I don't know, wherever it may be, or learning, I don't know, teaching your son how to do this or whatever, and it's part of your culture, it's ingrained and innate to your culture, and that's something that you do as a black male, and you don't adopt those um, things, and you don't kind of pass it down and whatever it's kind of essentially lost Mm. so I don't see it as um black women don't do it um I'm just saying it's more prevalent um Mm. for a black male you see it 
a hundred times more than you would. And I'm not saying it's not there. There are definitely black women who go out there with the intentions of dating white men or mixed race children, a thousand percent. Um, and that's it. That's what they choose to do. But I feel that is definitely more prevalent with the black male um, wanting exotic looking females um, to date them, to have children with, so their children do appear less black. That is it, because we see the topic about people debate about football at the day, or the thing that when people, when black men reach a certain level of status, they want to go for white men. It's all interesting. Anything rooted in self-hate is problematic for me, so if anything is rooted in that question. But I think for me, if someone was tr trying to date me from a different race, and if you do care about these issues, what it's good to look out for is how they speak about their kinfolk, like the people of their race. Yeah. If, if you're, I don't know, for me, Oh, wait, where'd this come from? This comes from things where, for example, a if I was a white woman and I was getting with a black man and I heard this black man talking about black women and this black woman and that black woman, da, 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 that's a red flag to me. Why are you talking about your own people in, in that way? Why, where, why are you hating your own people like that? Similarly, if I was a black man wanting to date a white woman and a white woman's cussing my black sisters, hell no. I have a problem when people do interracial dating and they allow those things to, to happen yeah it's like you're having so you're, ha you're you're dating someone of the opposite race you're going to have a mixed child but you and the parent of your mixed child are saying derogatory things about the race that they're that they're a part yeah. of whether or not you like them mm. those are like yeah red flag strange things to me tricky business <laughs> isn't it it's tricky business because you've got whether the person you're dating is secretly a racist on this topic I remember reading once I don't know if I've said this before but it was like there's something someone wrote into Essence magazine this woman married a, a black woman married a white man he was absolutely fantastic but when they were having sex he started like having some slave master fantasies can you imagine you married and that's when you're finding out this stuff I, I can see Shell's face she's like how did you not know <laughs> did you not see the sign <laughs> That's your line. <laughs> but could you imagine though, you get with someone and you can't sit down and We put something in the Facebook group the other day actually, a black man has mixed race children uh, with a, a white lady and he took the child to get cane rolls or something and then the mum was like, why are you putting those black hairstyles in my child's hair? That's, that's heartbreaking, but by then the child's already created. So I just think if you're interracial dating or having mixed kids, you've just got to try and sense check or like do your dbs check on how racist that person is if they've got racist family members can you deal with it their family because that's so hard for the child imagine like you've got to go to your grandparents for the summer and they're doing slide digs here there and everywhere or treating your cousins differently to how they treat you like you've mm. got to look at all those things as a whole mm. it is important so yeah, people have their preferences, but I think, it, yeah, we can't be, people should be fickle to stop at how, how, it, how my child looks. You've got to think about what kind of family your child's being Everyone has brought the right up to in, what they're going to be exposed to. Yeah, you have the right to have a preference, but your preference should not be driven by the end result of having a child. You can't look at someone and think, oh yeah, you're desirable. I can have pretty children with you because children come out however they want to look. You could have two beautiful people, they can make some funny looking kids. There's nothing you can do about that. So you need to just have your preference because maybe you have your preference, but that's just because of you, not because of what it's going to lead to. Mm -hmm.
<laughs> Check what you're getting involved in. What if the auntie, the grandparents secretly racist? Because some of the people say it comes out like they're in an interracial relationship and then when they get into the beef, it's nigga this, nigga that, cracker this, cracker that. Can you, no. Mm. Respect, be balanced, be balanced. Like Joe's great parents here. Appreciation of both cultures. Joe, you okay there? Yeah, man, I'm taking it in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got into interracial dating, but it's relevant. I don't know. It, it all links. <laughs> hmm. Well, it'll be great to know people's views on this one. I'm still, I'm still processing the point about um, the culture carriers. Like when I said, as a mom carrying the culture, you're like, no, black men just ditch it and they just go off. Whereas the white woman's more, the black woman's more likely to raise her child as more balanced, I don't know. Do you think, do you think black, black women like support and prop up black men more than black men prop and support black women? Yeah. Because if mm-hmm. you do believe men are heavier on that side, then you should underst- like, understand like why there may be a leaning towards if they get into an interracial relationship, the standards aren't the same mm-hmm. as a black woman. Yeah, we hear the self-hate. We do. We see it all the time. Black women are too this too loud, too that, too this, too black, nappy-headed, we, we hear the self-hate. So, yeah, I do, I do get it. I just think it's risky if we act like black women aren't the same in some respects. Mm-hmm. Or being selective with who they date or deciding that black men are trash, we hear that, I'm done, I'm done with this, I'm going to get Jack because Jack's going to treat me right. We hear that too, we hear that too. Black men cheat, black men are trash, white men, white men will look after me. We, hear, we, we do hear that as well. And more, more common as of late, I think. I think there's an increase in interracial dating. I feel like in the 90s, it was more like black men doing interracial dating with white women. But of late, there's a lot more, well, it seems that way from social media, there's a lot more um, black women dating white men. And some do it for the one-up, like... See you guys by ghettos in the same way that black men do it to black women. Black women are doing that to black men. Mm-hmm. I think it's all to do with um, show, uh, social structure and um, just getting your foot on the ladder. That's yeah, it's down to preference. But I think when it gets to that extreme, it is trying to see yourself as better or trying to level up, as people might call it. So um, yeah interesting it is and in my head all, all I'm we're just saying I'm thinking yes yeah, self-hate 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 but then I'm thinking is it bad for someone to want to level up in society and like reach heights they couldn't reach otherwise mm. yeah it is if you're going to neglect your your own yeah, yeah it is but it's okay, <laughs> it's, it's okay to do it with, with that goal if you don't like leave people behind it's like, yeah, carry them with you. Level us up too. We want to be a part of it. <laughs> <sighs> a lot. So, guys, yeah, if you're having interracial relationship and mixed race kids, there's clearly a lot to think about. Mm. I'm thinking, can we even summarize? We've been so much. Can <sighs> you think? Let me think. Joe, raising mixed race kids, don't be comfortable. I think I think the biggest thing I took from what Joe talked about in terms of her um, upbringing is when your dad was in Ghana and it was very clear 
that he didn't try to westernize your mother's culture like that's that for me was the biggest statement that stood out in what you said in terms of your upbringing I think that's really important because it could be very easy even even not even black versus white even like just looking at how you're raised in a western culture you could go to your local ta- um your local village and it's very easy to say oh yeah I'm going to stay in a hotel because that's what we're used to but no this this is real life let's embrace that so I think that for me was really really prevalent just in the culture there's a, there was a third one you mentioned but it's escaped me right now I'm wrecking my brain come like be come out of your comfort zone I can't remember I hope it comes back to me and then out of our discussion on interracial relationships check who you're getting with check there's no racism lurking in the woods there and I guess as we said before check your motives is it rooted in self-hate are you going to be thinking you're better than or your children are better than and yeah make sure that they can they can read because it's not just about how they look <laughs> okay guys we've reached the end of this episode um please look out for our posts and our polls so you can engage we like to have a consensus in the chat to know what people think about what we've said and the opinions and of course you guys can add to the debate as well um you can find us on instagram facebook twitter mama drama pod the links are in our bios youtube mama drama pod spotify anchor apple podcast like and comment don't be shy to comment and if you are shy to comment you can dm us as well um i think our dilemma episode is next yes be next unless something breaking news that we have to discuss happens in a week it's going to be a dilemma mm-hmm. episode so you can send your dilemmas to us via dms or anonymously using curious cat the link to that is in the um, bio of our social media profiles yeah and thanks for oh, tuning lovely. in to another episode thanks thank Bye. you guys Bye. Bye.